Hey, this is Pastor Joaquin G. Molina from Spring of Life Fellowship, and I want to welcome you to our podcast. I hope you're encouraged with this message and you stay the course to change the world. God bless you. Father, thank you for this day that you have made. We rejoice and we're glad, oh God, that we're in the house of God, seeing what you can do upon the earth, Lord. There's no other place like it. It's a place where we can hear your voice, where we can consider the things that uh, call for eternity's sake, Lord, forever. Here on the earth, there's temporary things, but your word is eternal. Heaven and earth will pass away. Your word will not pass away. So we pray that your word would issue forth today in the house of God. And we celebrate Jesus on this day being celebrated around the world as Palm Sunday. We celebrate Palm Sunday, acknowledging that you are our king. You're the king of glory. We cry out, Hosanna, come and save, come and deliver, come and, 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 and do your work in our midst, Lord. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We pray for your goodness, for your grace. We pray that the words would not return void, Lord. We pray that every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. Father God, that is a reality. We pray, Father God, that you uh, fulfill your purpose through our lives, through our families, through our marriages. Give us joy and peace and prosperity in all things. Take away fear, Lord, and replace it with faith. Take away weakness and give us strength, Lord. Take away uh, insecurity and uncertainty and give us the certainty of your love that will never fade, O oh God. We give you thanks for using us to fill the earth with your glory however small it might be, Father God, through our lives that we might put our lives as a representative of your reality and your grace. Thank you for your salvation in Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, for this day you've made for us to rejoice and be glad. In Jesus' name we pray, and the house of God says amen and amen. Now, all over the world, uh, uh, in the Christian faith, um, Palm Sunday is a day that's set apart to celebrate. Now, in some churches... And um, they will have palm leaves, and they'll give you one as you come in, or they'll give you one as you leave. And it's a reminder of an event that happened in the Bible. Thank God, one of our Sunday school teachers today, she spent the night, or maybe this morning, gathering palms. And she's in Sunday school, and she's talking to our children about Palm Sunday. How many thank God for Sunday school teachers, right? They're doing a work in the lives of our children. So Palm Sunday uh, directly hits uh, a chapter um, in the life of Christ seven days before his resurrection. Um, it is the beginning of the uh, holy days that work up to Passover, which will be on Friday, the day that the lamb was slain and the blood was put on the doorpost to deliver. These were all um, Jewish history in Egypt when they were slaves and God sent Moses in there and he, and he says, let my people go. And if you don't, then all the ten plagues and the, the consequences, the judgments of God. And finally, the, the doorpost with the lamb that was instructed, the blood of the lamb. They would put that, they would kill the lamb and they would put the blood on top of the doorpost. And when the death angel was walking through Egypt, it did not enter the house of those people who had the blood of the lamb. That's all prophetic. It's historical, but it's a reality today. If you have the blood of Jesus over your house, the devil won't mess with you. He can't touch you. He won't affect you. A lot of people don't have that covering, and so they're affected by it. But on Palm Sunday, which would be the Holy Week, uh, the beginning of Holy Week, Palm Sunday, it's described in all four Gospels. 
uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they talk about the event of Jesus coming into Jerusalem. And it was pretty much the day that he publicly was announced as the king of glory. This is what's going on. Now, in the natural mind of the Jewish people, he was going to beat up the Romans. And, and, and they had in mind, the Romans are just like the, uh, the Pharaoh and the Egyptians. And, and there's going to be a king. There's going to be a change of guard. And Jesus is the, the nominee, the candidate. He's the guy that's going to come and fight the Romans off of the Jewish people. And so in the natural, that's what they're expecting. In the spiritual, what's taking place is that the king of glory is coming into Jerusalem and, and, and something supernatural was taking place. Uh, the Bible says that he asked his disciples, go down yonder and he gave them an address and he says, there you're going to find a donkey and there you're going to find a donkey's baby, a foal and, and bring him to me. Um, and so they brought him a donkey and he rode upon this donkey. If you read Zechariah 9.9, you'll see that there was a prophetic announcement that the king that would deliver his people um, was coming on an ass, on a, on a donkey. And so a lot of people know Psalm Sunday, uh, Palm Sunday as palms and, and donkeys. That's what they know. Okay, this is the donkey and the palm day. Can we put up Zechariah 9.9, please? Um, and, and so that pronouncement was there from, from the beginning saying he's going to come in the form of a king sitting on a donkey. Let me see if I have that right because they're having technical difficulties in the back here. Um, do we have that? Do we have that? Mm-hmm. All right, there it goes. Zechariah 99. Rejoice! Greatly, okay, you, daughter of Zion, shout. Now, some people don't like to celebrate. They don't like to shout. Nothing good has ever happened to them. They don't even know how. How many of you have ever seen, seriously, in your history, your, the day that your father was so excited? And, and a lot of us don't have that image. Now, if you say the day your dad was angry. The day that your dad was bitter, the day that your dad was sad, the day your dad was depressed. And so we have some people whose fathers have committed suicide, and they'll never forget that day. But we don't have images of rejoicing, of great shouting, of celebration, of we don't have those images. We don't have an image of the day that our dad celebrated the most. And, And blessed are you if you do have a mental image of your dad celebrating like something that's through the roof exciting. He says, oh, daughter of Jerusalem, come on, don't take it down. Behold, your king is coming to you. He is just. He has salvation. That's the deliverance. Lowly and riding on a donkey, a colt, a foil of a donkey, the baby of a donkey, the the offspring of a donkey. So that day came in Jerusalem in the life of Jesus and he sits upon the donkey and he rides into Jerusalem and people are freaking out. They're going, ah, ah, he's here. And they begin to shout. Listen to me. Nobody knew what the heck was going on, but it was so contagious that everybody, the entire city broke out into a huge celebration. 
There was something taking place. It said it made the whole city tremble. These people were looking at Jesus, and we could read that. Um, Let's we'll go verse to, for uh, Matthew 21. This uh, true king that was coming down different than any other king that approached. In verse 1, Matthew 21, 1, when they approached Jerusalem and had reached um, this area near the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples saying to them, go into the village opposite you, and at once you will see a donkey tied with his baby next to him. Right? You will see a colt uh, next to the donkey and loose them and bring them to me. Okay. So they went. If anyone says anything to you, tell them the Lord needs them. Without delay, the owner will send them with you. And then verse 4. This happened so that it was spoken about the prophet being fulfilled. Um, and it quotes Zechariah there. Um, tell the daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming lowly and sitting on a colt and a foil. So he's fulfilling prophecy there. The result was an explosion of praise. The people, realizing something significant is taking place, began to pave the way with palm branches. Palm Sunday. They began to pull the branches. And this is how you would greet and welcome a conquering king. It's called the triumphant entry. Crickets. If this was a Christian church, people were like, amen, pastor. Amen. I feel the vibe. Ah! No, listen to me. We don't know how to celebrate. We don't know how to celebrate. We are lame. We're lame. And so this Palm Sunday was the outbreak of a celebration. Literally what's taking place is that the king of glory is being revealed. Up until this day, he was saying, shh, don't tell nobody. Keep it a secret. In John chapter 7, verse 1, his brothers say like this, Hey, big dude, if you're so big and you're so mighty, why don't you go out and do things so people can see who you are? Listen, it says, After these things, Jesus walked in Galilee, for he did not want to walk in Judea because the Jews sought to kill him. Verse 2. Now in the Jews, uh, the Jews' feast of tabernacles was at hand. Verse 3. And his brothers... Therefore said, depart from here and go into Judea, big guy, so that all your followers might see all the miracles you're doing. You, you have something to show? Show it. His own brothers, the Bible says, verse 4, they didn't believe in him. For no one does things in secret while he seeks himself to be known openly. If you do these wondrous signs, if you're the big guy, if you're the Messiah, if you're the Savior of the world, go show yourself. This is his brother's. How many want to grab him by the neck? And you know what he says? Patiently, he says, yeah, my time is not yet. Verse 5. Then Jesus said, my time has not yet come. But your time is ready. Why don't you repent? And why don't you start seeking God's purpose and plan? You don't believe in me? You can't tell that I'm the one God has sent. I'm right before your eyes. And so they're questioning. That's the dilemma. But over there in Matthew 21, we just read. Now he's letting him. Well, let's go over here. Verse 7 real quick. Uh, your time is already at rat, my, uh, always ready, verse 7. John 7, 7. The world cannot hate you, but it hates me because I testify of it that its works are evil. That's where people get angry, when he's pointing out what is out of order. So here he's coming into Jerusalem, and he's finally letting himself know, be known publicly. And his disciples went and did as he said. Let's go to verse um, verse 8. No, verse 9, the crowds went, we're in Matthew 21, 9. The crowds went, 
the multitudes who went before and those who followed cried out saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. The, the, the Hebrew word Hosanna means finally God is going to come and do his miraculous work. It's an announcement of come Jesus, there's a room for you to show forth your power, your kingdom, your glory. And so when you shout Hosanna in your home, you're telling the devil, get out of the way, the devil. Get out of the way, sickness. Get out of the way, sin. Here comes my Lord. And so there it is, verse 10. He says, they were screaming, the multitudes came. And when he had come into Jerusalem, the entire city was shaken. The entire city was moved. You can't even move a cockroach in your home. You can't move an aunt, an aunt, an aunt, an aunt, relative or insect, doesn't matter. You're not moving anybody. You know why? Because you don't know how to celebrate. You don't know how to praise. I'm sure there were some people observing us at the park yesterday. Why are these people out here? Whose birthday is it? Well, it happens to be Spring of Life's birthday. But the scenario is they were asking, why do these people celebrate? When's the last, I asked this to a person, when's the last time you were invited to a church anniversary? Never. Why? Because people don't celebrate their church. They, they don't acknowledge what God has done. They barely celebrate their parents' birthday. They don't celebrate their kids' birthday. And so we said it last week, my friend, he was born in a home and they financed his birth. His parents were very poor. And when he turned 18, his parents came and brought him the bill and says, you finished paying for your birth. That's how some people celebrate their children's birthday. They give them their debt. There's nothing great about celebration. In our time, this entire city was moved because some people decided to celebrate the king. And, and I want to tell you something. I need to move somebody. I need to move somebody in the direction of God. I need to let them know what happened in my life. And so the city was moved and everybody was asking, who is this? If you don't celebrate, there is no attraction in our direction. There is nothing marking the lives of people that are, I have to say it, you guys are a lame excuse for existence. Because on the day you need to celebrate, you don't come. So who is going to celebrate anything? If you don't know how to. So this entire city, I, I'm sure this is, the most, this is the most crazy sermon for uh, Palm Sunday. I don't think this is happening in any other church. The pastor is yelling at the people because they don't know how to celebrate. And, and, and somebody, I think one of my sons said, Dad, you have a weird way of celebrating your anniversary. You're telling everybody off. It doesn't show that you're, listen to me, I'm the happiest person in the world. I cannot believe what God is doing in our midst. It's, it's just a, a motive of joy. I want it to, to come into your life. Verse 11, they were moved, they were shaking as it is. So the multitude said, this, this, this celebration gave occasion to introduce Christ. If you're not celebrating, well, my, my wife is dragging me to this church, you know, my husband decided to get sick. There's, there's actual wives that are telling their husbands, I'll get back with you if you leave that church. 
I'll get back with you if you leave that church. And the husbands are saying, are you insane woman? I was dead and now I'm alive. I was a drug addict and now I'm free. I was an alcoholic and I'm sober. I was into pornography and I don't need the junk anymore. The Lord set me free from my lust. And so these guys are so celebratory mode and their wife wants to take them back to Cucamonga to, to, to the craziness. You know something? And these guys are like, listen, we've come back from the grave. And, and we, can, we can't just go anywhere. No, let's just go somewhere else. We, listen to me. And this is them. I have not told them anything with regards to stay or go or do anything like that. But I'm just saying these guys are so mesmerized by celebrating what's happening in their personal lives. And, then, and so I don't know what level. I've never been in drugs. I've never got into alcohol. I've not been an addict to pornography. I don't have those issues. But these guys are celebrating something that is supernatural. There's no psychiatry. There's no philosophy. There's no religion. It's Christ. And so today we're supposed to celebrate this king of glory. We're supposed to go, we're going to church to celebrate our king. Our king. And so the defiance is that when you are a king and you're fighting King Jesus, you're upset. Yes, who's this guy that's taking over my family? Who is this guy that's taking over my husband and my children? And why is it so important? And why do they go to church three times a week? We used to go once a month. Because now there's something to celebrate. And we can't get enough of it. And for me, it's been 35 years. But I'm so excited. My wife is on fire for God. My kids are on fire for God. My grandchildren, they're not even around, but they're excited. They can't wait to celebrate Jesus. And it's a tangible reality. The multitude says, this is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth of Galilee. I don't know how to best describe. Because some people get over and they start saying, well, spring of life, spring of life. No, no, no. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. You know, we're celebrating spring of life anniversary. But it's because of Jesus. And if you come to our anniversary and they don't tell you about Jesus, we're not celebrating like we should. We wouldn't exist if Jesus wasn't with us and wasn't powerful and wasn't keen and wasn't head over his church, wasn't the boss. Some people say, Pastor, are you the boss at church? No, I'm the underboss. I'm an under shepherd. There's a chief shepherd. His name is Jesha. We like this call Yeshua HaMashiach. Jesus, my deliverer, my king. And so the descriptions of who Christ is in our life needs to be celebrated. I only have two minutes to preach this thing. Listen, you're supposed to be rejoicing. Go out and celebrate Jesus and talk about Jesus and and tell what Jesus has done. And that's our celebration. And I promise you, every, I don't promise you, the word promises you. Every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess that he is Lord, that he is the sovereign boss over all bosses, over all gods. He's the king of glory. And every knee's going to bow here on earth or later on. You decide. You decide. But they were shouting. And they were all saying, this is about Jesus. In verse, okay, so in that celebration, um, I, don't, I don't want to get into the details. We know he wasn't coming to tell the Romans to get out of the way. And a lot of people got upset. Listen to me. Seven days later. 
or five days later. They're all saying, the same people are saying, Hosanna, ah, oh, yeah, ah. They were all saying, crucify him. Kill him. When you're being celebrated, be careful. Because those are the same people that are going to crucify you. Five days later, people are so unstable. They're so, I'm with you today. I'm on your team. Five days later, you're the worst thing that ever happened to them. And this happened in Jesus' life because we see Passover come in and he's crucified. And they're out there chanting, crucify him, kill him, destroy him. These people that were calling out to him and celebrating him uh, in, in the days of Passover and the crucifixion. And then Resurrection Sunday is next Sunday. We're going to celebrate that, the power of Christ. But right after this scene, he is motivated to go in verse 12 into the temple. Right after Palm Sunday, he says Jesus went into the temple and drove out all those who were fooling around. They were commercing. They were playing religion. They were bartering. They were, they were saying, well, God, if you heal me, then I'll serve you. If I, you don't heal, listen to me. We're not into this before because of what we get or what we maneuver or what we manipulate. We're not into this to fool around. These same people are the people that were keeping back the celebration. They were the religious people. They didn't want Jesus to be declared king. They weren't wanting him to come and establish his kingdom. So I just want to get through this real quick. You, you have that in Matthew uh, 21. You have it in Mark chapter 11. You guys could read it. The same scene of the triumphant entry, uh, entry into Jerusalem. And you have this in Luke. In Luke 19. You have the triumphal entry. One of the things about Luke 19, in the middle of this whole thing, Luke 19, verse 38, 39, the Pharisees came out and they said, hey, Jesus, tell these people to shut up. The Pharisees called to him from the crowd and said, teacher, tell all these people that are celebrating to, to stop telling the world that you're the king. That you're Hosanna, that you're the blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. That you're the one that comes to offer the world's peace, joy, and deliverance. And they rebuked him. And he said these famous words, verse 40. He says, listen, if these people do not shout, the rocks will cry out. And so some people have written some song. It says, no rock is going to take my place. No rock is going to take my place. I'm going to celebrate God. I'm going to shout Hosanna. I'm going to say blessed is he who comes in the Lord. I want the Lord in my life. I want the Lord in my marriage. I want the Lord in my children's life. I want peace, salvation, healing, deliverance. I want the de devil to get his butt kicked out of my existence. And that's what these people are saying and, and celebrating. We have a diminished effect in this because we don't know how to celebrate. Some people celebrate the... The Fantasy Five and the Mega and the, the what's it called, the, the Powerball. And they're celebrating things they should not. John chapter 12, we see him there in verse uh, John 12, 12, I think. And the next day when a large crowd came out, a great multitude had come out to feast. And when they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, they took, verse uh, 13, they took palm branches uh, and, and they started waving them to meet him. They took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him and cried out, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, the king of Israel. Verse 21, he says, Hosanna. No, I'm sorry, verse uh, 13, 14. No, verse 13. 
Yeah, okay, so we just did that one. So they're, they're celebrating this thing, and then all of a sudden, he has to say a couple of chapters later, and, and he has to say, you know something? Matthew 23, a couple days after the triumphant entry, verse 37, Matthew 23, 37. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who hate the prophets, you stone them to death. You can't stand a guy who's bringing you God's message. Today, a man of God is bringing you the message of God. Amen. And some people can't stand it. They wish they weren't here. You destroy those God's sins to stone those who are sent. How often I wanted to gather you as, as children as a hen gathers the chicks under the wings, but you were not willing. How many times God wanted to come and put his kingdom domain and, and over you? Verse 38, he says, you weren't willing. See, your house is now left in ruin. Because you don't celebrate, you don't know how to celebrate. Now the consequences of that, there's nothing to celebrate in your house because you refuse to celebrate me. Verse 39. Now watch this. For I say to you, you shall see me no more until your heart changes and you begin to say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Until you celebrate Christ, he won't show up. Amen. Until you, whoa! This is the guy. This is the time. This is the place. Amen. And our failure to do that leads us to disgrace. Read Psalm 145 through. And you'll see, verse 2, every day I will bless you. Every day. This is not just a once a year thing on, on Palm Sunday. A once a year thing on our anniversary. Every day I will bless you. I will praise your name forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever, 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 ever. God, you're a good God all the time. I rejoice. I'm glad. My heart is filled with abundance of joy. And it's not a, a front. It's not a show. It's not a performance. It's a reality. My kids will tell you 24-7. We celebrate Jesus all day long, all, uh, every, every day of the week, every month of the year, every year for the past 21 years, I'm on fire for God and what he's done. Father, thank you for this day that you've made for us to rejoice and be glad. Thank you for Palm Sunday, Lord, where the celebrations began. Some people were able to acknowledge the king of glory that was riding into Jerusalem. It is, it is the, a hallmark of the beginning of Holy Week. It's a day of feasting, of celebration, of joy. Lord, we repent for not being able to celebrate your goodness. We ask your forgiveness, Lord, for being so lame. All we do is criticize, Lord. We don't have anything good to say. We have nothing nice to say. We have nothing joyous to say. And Christ is right in front of us. We pray for your promise in John chapter 12, verse 32. Where you said that if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. Let that be this house. Let that be spring of life, Lord. We celebrate our 21 years, but we celebrate Christ above all things. In Jesus' name we pray. And the house of God says amen, amen, and amen. Let's read this real quick. John 12, 32, and I leave this with you. There's no way people will come to the king if you don't celebrate him. If you don't say what he has done, they won't know him. But he says, if I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw all peoples to myself. God bless you. In Jesus' name, go ahead and greet one another as we begin our second service.